bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits but a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm going to just jump right in before I get to my top five at five. Earl, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. You know, um, you made a statement earlier that they want the justices and the justice system to be right. Well, you know, Clarence Thomas, the Supreme Court Justice, just lied about the vacations and all the other money that he was getting. I'm not supporting, I'm not saying that what this woman did was right. But when we, when we talk uh, about as if, you know, and she's going to pay the price, but when we talk as if, you know, what she did is something that, you know, doesn't happen quite often, I think we missed the point. Are you saying I missed the point? Yeah, well, I'm saying when you when you say that they wanted they want justice and they want these things to be right when it comes to you know the courts of law, it's never been that, and it never will be. That doesn't mean that what she did that she should be excused for. But I guess I was challenging. Uh, uh-huh. saying that, you know, what they want to happen. They want this to be a certain way. When, when, and, then you, and then you point at this one woman when, again, the United States Supreme Court justice just, just got caught lying. Well, then he should be investigated. If they find that he lied and did know, something wrong, I, he should be. I know, but he should be. He should get the same thing. But, <laughs> I, I know, well, but she, nothing's be, happened to her yet. Well, nothing's happened to her yet, so we don't, we don't really know. Well, we, know she, we, we do know she's going to pay the price. Uh, clearly, all we're asking for is, 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 is equal justice. Okay. Which is a difficult thing I'm, to get in this society. All right. Thank all you right. much, Earl. All right. All right. I disagree. I think that there's sometimes justice is not fair. It's not equitable. And then sometimes it works. 
But if we throw the baby out with the bathwater, we got nothing, and we got tyranny, and we got people walking around doing whatever they want to do. So we got to figure out what that balance is and figure it out. But we can't keep pointing to things, people, and circumstances that are different and then compare the two people. Because I don't... Comparing a Supreme Court justice to a prosecutor at a county level and they're both lawyers, I don't know if that, that flies right. But I understand exactly what he's saying. At some point, the justice system has to show that it's equitable. I think what the issue is that, is that people like Fannie Willis and they don't like Clarence Thomas. So naturally, they want the system to work against Clarence Thomas and they want the system to work for Clarence. No, let, let me rephrase that. They want the system to work against the person that they don't like and they want the system to work for the person that they do like. That's my issue. I want the same system to work for both. And if you're right, you're right. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. And that's pretty much it. Um, we've got a guest coming up, but I've got another call. So I'm going to take my call. Someday today we might get to the top five and five. We might not. Um, I've got Deborah from um, – oh, let me let – me, my, my brain just went. Anyway, let me skip that. Reese, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Hey, man, I've been listening to some of your calls. It's funny. I'm a, I'm one of the neutral ones, man. I'm I'm one of the people that believe in two things to be true. And I think it's funny how people can't see how the whole Fanny, Fanny, whatever her name is, mm. the left, they just backfired on her. They, they using her. They propped her up. They used right. her, obviously. You know, that's going to attract the black crowd. And it backfired because she... She, you know, she thought she was uh, Olivia Pope from Scandal. It backfired. You was doing too much. <laughs> now you got caught up. If you're gonna go, now if you're gonna go at these people and try to say, you know, call them out for they being, you know, they crookedness, you got to make sure you clean. But you thought since you was backed by the left, higher ups on the left, you know, you got a little too messy. And I was watching how her her demeanor, how she was talking. You could yeah. tell she thought she was untouchable, and she she didn't think that was gonna come up. And why would you tell the world? Yeah, I just keep 15 G's. I just keep 15 G's in the house. What's wrong with that? Or I just give them, they ask me money. I just give them a G. She said it just like that. Like, <laughs> bro, you you tripping. Like, even if I'm, like for me, I, well, I say I'm neutral. I, I wish we would stop listening to, who, stop thinking with our emotions as far as the whole black community. And yep. every time the left side hears something that, you know, somebody say, and they and it's they like, oh, they think all black people want to buy shoes, or all black people. Well, they they use that analogy, right? But right. they all think all black people should be the same when it comes to voting to the left side. Instead of no, stop using your emotions all the time and look at it like if it, it was a business. And yeah. that's I I grew up, I was I grow up I grew up, you know, voting for the left. So that's all I knew. That was just being honest. I grew up on the inner city. And then as I got older, I'm 35, I'm listening, I'm like, I, I actually started to pay attention. And I'm like, I'm not voting for the right this time because I think he's a nice guy. I, I'm voting for I'm looking at his actions. And, well, you know, that's how I think we all should. Now we want to talk about if we all. I think any race or any person, especially if you got a family, you pay taxes, you whatever, you should look at it like that. Look at the action. So, I think with basically back to fat, it just backfired on her. Yeah, you was trying to 
I, I do think all politicians skim off the top. You know, if you're getting a lot of donations, I do think they, you know, they have fun with their money. She's not the first. It won't be the last. But you got caught. Don't be mad. You got caught, and you going at this person, and, you know, it backfired on that whole left side. So that's how I just want to say about that. <laughs> all right. Appreciate you, Reese. I, I, don't, I don't know if I could have said that better. I mean, at some point, you just have to recognize that um, – you're black and you're going to be held to a higher standard. And it's unfair. Well, I don't know. Let me rephrase that because I don't believe in there being a higher standard. I believe in there being a standard and you either meet it or you don't. And she didn't meet it. But you have to meet it in a way that makes you look literally crystal clear. You literally have to learn how to live in a glass house because every single thing they're going to be looking at and drilling on to and you have to make sure you are on the up and up. That's just how it is. It's, it's just how it is. And you know you have to be more so, if you're black, to make sure that that happens. Because the system can be fair, un- unfair. The system can burn you like that. So, so you know. Uh, 833-212-1017 is the number. Uh, we have Entrepreneurship Tuesday. Powered by We Energy is coming up um, in the next break. And we've got a guest that's coming, Deborah from Reimagined Red Rooster. So I, I, think, I think she has a very interesting um, business and something that we're going to talk about in the next segment. And then we'll jump back to the top five at five. So um, stay with us. And we'll be right back live from Fiserv Farm. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Entrepreneurship Tuesday on Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is powered by We Energies, energy you can depend on. Good afternoon and welcome. We're going to take a slight break and we're going to have a guest on today that I'm actually, that kind of sounds weird, actually excited to have. I'm very excited to have on Deborah from Reimagine Red Rooster. Deborah, how are you this afternoon? Hi, Dr. Ken. I'm well. Thank you. I'm doing good. So, so you have this business. What exactly is Reimagined Red Rooster? Uh, Reimagined Red Rooster sells new repurposed, upcycled furniture and home decor. Uh, the various designs are contemporary, traditional, uh, mid-century modern, vintage, Art Deco, French country, pretty much a uh, variety, the gambit. And, and where are you located? I I currently have a store in Mayville, Wisconsin, but um, I recently opened a store in Bay Shore, uh, located next to the atrium, um, right. right near the CS on the first floor. Yeah. Outstanding. So, so the, the question I have for you, and I want to start, uh, hopefully I'll get to everything, is I, I wanted to find out, like, tell us how you grew up. Like, what, what got you into this? Sure. I was born and raised in Wisconsin. 
and uh, um, I attended the Wapitama schools, also our Okay, your your phone is breaking up a lot. Can you still hear us? Oh, here. Okay, there you are. Is this better? That's much better. Is this better? Okay, yes. sorry about that. That's okay. Do, do you want me to repeat it? Um, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, as I shared, I was um, born and raised in Wisconsin, and I grew up at uh, 53206 zip code. I had a wonderful childhood. Um, I attended uh, Marquette for undergraduate school, and then I have um, two graduate degrees from schools out of state. Okay. And so what, what, was, what was memorable for you about growing up here in Milwaukee? Hmm. Just um, as I feared, I had a, a wonderful childhood, just my parents, my family, my church, uh, my neighborhood, my schools, all of those associated mem- memories um, culminated in the person, I believe, uh, that I am today. So that's all intertwined. That's all memorable. So why business of all the things that you could have done? Well, I have a passion for um, art and design. Um, I like a quiet luxury. I like different aesthetics and textures. Um, I like items that are distinctive um, talking pieces, um, items that are not uh, mass-produced or that have sort of a shrinking uh, sector. So um, just my passion for that. Uh, again, it's, it's not my actual career or chosen path, but I made somewhat of a pivot uh, based on just what I, I really like, I truly enjoy, and just having a passion for it. So what, what, what training did you get then? You said that it wasn't your, your initial passion. What, what training like, brought you to the place where now you can, you can run a business? Um, I would say, again, just my interest. Uh, I am in terms of uh, career or training is uh, I'm also an attorney. Uh, So I was able to, that's a transferable skill um, in terms of of business. So that certainly uh, was uh, an asset. But again, just just the interest. Uh, Again, um, also I would say just business, being conscientious in terms of business, uh, certainly discipline, focus, perseverance, um, just liking the area of art and design. So is there anything in your life that, that let, let's say, I want to do what you do? When should I start doing that in my life? Like, did you start too late or did you start at the right time? What's, what's a good time to say, you know, I think I want to go into business and I want to start doing this? Mm-hmm. No, I... At um, many chapters, I would say that we're uh, certainly building blocks. But um, if you have an interest, that in, uh, I would start maybe an elementary school uh, in terms of exposure, just seeing okay. what the world has offered, offer, what they have to uh, Hopefully, there's a parent or a significant other. Uh, that can cultivate or help motivate and develop that interest that you have. And it can change over time. But just knowing that there's a world, a window of opportunities 
and certainly having um, someone to stimulate, to motivate that growth. But I think the exposure is key, the sooner the better. And so how long have you been in business? I actually was probably in its infancy, I would say in 2021. Um, I started like in my home, in my garage, and then I eventually uh, moved in 2022 uh, to uh, a brick and mortar. And then okay. just um, this last year in November, um, I was able to, um, I did open a store at, uh, as I shared, Bayshore. And so you, you kind of started during the whole COVID thing, right? Yes, yes. Um, I, I, there was sort of an advantage in the sense that I did not have to pivot as some businesses did. Right. Uh, because my business was sort of in its um, planning, prepping stage, um, as I feared, sort of in its infancy. So it gave me the opportunity to, uh, again, to try different things, to experiment as I was not actually in the marketplace officially. What's the one thing a business should watch out for so that they don't get into trouble? Mm -hmm. and, and I'm kind of picking on your business acumen and your legal mm -hmm. acumen at the same time. Sure, sure, sure. I think certainly understanding um, finance, I think that's absolutely critical. Being mindful of um, if you're undercapitalized. I think having goals, short-term, long-term and specific criteria and checkpoints so that you can assess and measure those goals. And re recognizing that a business is not a hobby, you know, unless you want it to be a hobby. But a business is certainly, it's a livelihood. So right. I think that's critical, certainly discipline, I would say education, uh, surrounding yourself, uh, getting exposure in terms of podcasts, uh, books, um, education, or just even following someone uh, uh, who is in business. Okay. All right, so I got a series of questions I want to ask you. I want you to think about it off the top of your head. You ready? <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> All right. First, what have you recently done for the first time? Well, I am sitting in my car for this interview. So this is the first time <laughs> I've done an interview in my car. All right. <laughs> um, apart from... Adding more time to your day, what would make the biggest difference in your life? Hmm. I would probably expand that not only to my life, but I would just expand it just globally or worldwide. And I would just say being kind. Um, just, okay. just being kind uh, to one another. Um, I also think just customer support, not only again for my business, but local businesses. Uh, so that we can pay it forward and pass it on. So those, I think, are key differences that would not only impact me personally or individually, but others, other individuals, um, certainly businesses, and just worldwide in terms of interacting and personal relationships. Okay. What one thing do you have to do every day? I have to do every day? I would mm -hmm. say definitely pray. Definitely pray. Okay. Uh, what's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? I say thank you. 
uh, thank you, you know, certainly for the, the grace and the wisdom and for another day. And also exercise. Okay. What song is in your head right now? Probably Bill Withers, Grandma's Hands, also <laughs> Lovely Day. Those are two. Okay. Who's your guru? When you have a question or you got to find some, get some wisdom, who do you turn to? Um, the first person that comes to mind, and, and, and I, I guess I'm just thinking in terms of someone that's deceased, and that would be just my parents. Uh, I would say uh, in terms of just common sense system, um, in terms of business, certainly belonging to other groups, there are other individuals, I'm listening to podcasts. Uh, other people in business, certainly, that I learn from. But as far as, as just the heart-to-heart talk, um, even though my, both of my parents are deceased, but that would be my first, I would say, guru, my first role model, um, inspiration. Um, when times are tough uh, or when things are great, that is the individual, certainly, that I turn to. So not only express gratitude, but just conversations in terms of, you know, what should I do? What do you think of this? Um, yeah. Okay. So, mm-hmm. now this is a personal question. What in your wardrobe do you wear the most? <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably, I would say my jeans and Converse Tennessee. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what, what can the teammates here at 101.7 The Truth do to help you? Uh, again, uh, as I said, not limiting it just to me, but um, as I think of other um, businesses, uh, local, shop local, support small businesses, um, I think that certainly uh, would make a difference to, again, not only myself, but um, all of us that are that are in business. Because we can't we can't succeed or do well if we don't have you behind us. And along with that certainly is an expectation that it's important that you have, and I certainly want you to have, and I'm sure other businesses do as well, is that hold us accountable. Uh, But again, just support small business. All right. Well, thank you much. Anything you want to add to the conversation? Um, no, other than I uh, enjoyed the uh, interview, Dr. Ken, I appreciate it, and, and thank you very much. All right, thank you. That's Deborah from Reimagine Red Rooster. You can check it out at reimaginedredrooster.com. Now I'm going to have to go venture over to a certain area in, the, in Glendale and check out the store because, you know, I, I kind of love furniture and reupholstered furniture and new furniture and old furniture. So... Make sure you check it out, reimaginedredrooster.com. Deborah, thank you so much for being here on 101.7 The Truth. Thank you, Dr. Ken. I appreciate it. All right. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. Top five at five all after this. We're live from the Pfizer Forum. Don't touch that dial. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 101.7 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. 
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Let me back up, back up, back up, back up. I'm just reading the talking text line. Book, Bucks 1 by 21. Ken, what you talking about? Um, why should she, Eddie said, why should she, what she did, be thrown off the trial? She's grown, can sleep wherever she wants. I don't know what she has. Because the fact that when they asked her about it, she lied about it. And she withheld information. And that's what that was about. And so in the justice system, when you work in it, as I have, and I find it interesting that everybody who's screaming and complaining doesn't work in the justice system. And if you also find that there's nobody in the justice system actually saying or supporting her, but I'm just saying, um, that, that we know that you're going to be held to the standard in the, in the strictest way, whereas others, like, like Earl said, where others kind of get away with stuff, and that's what they, that's what they do, so, just so you know. Um, classic Trump bait and switch, shift the focus from him to accusers. This isn't Trump doing this. This is the state of Georgia and the state attorney general. She talked about even if they take her off the case, the case will continue with a different prosecutor. Either way, you look at it, Trump is toast. We don't know that. We don't know that. There has to be a trial, but they should move forward with the trial. I mean, there's, there's no reason not to. Why are you so strong against the one lie this is telling you have defended and will vote for someone who cannot open his mouth without lying? Okay, first of all, Grant, you're making a a uh, incomplete, unknown, and I think ridiculous assumption that I'm voting for Trump. Um, I defend the fact that if you're going to work in the justice system, you're held to the strictest rules that other people are not held to, including you. I don't know if you work in the justice system. I can only speak for me. But when you come in and, and Fonnie does what she does, um, I'm sorry, Attorney Lewis does what she does, um, they're going to come after you. And you should know that going in. You should understand that going in. Like, there, there should be no surprise as a black woman. And then when they come after you, you cry and complain. You should have known that going in. You should have been smart enough. And I'm not saying she wasn't smart. You should have been careful enough that when you got caught, you should have just said yes. And that would have been that. And, and then there's nothing they can do. They can't fight. They can't argue. Because it's really difficult, right, when you got to deal with the truth. When it's put out there, you can't really argue against people telling you the truth because they told you the truth. And I think if she had done that, she would have been in a, in a much better place. Um, Brian said, young people are just not in a hurry to sign up for a dictator like Trump. Plus, my portfolio hasn't gone down under Biden. Uh, Trump nor Biden had anything to do with their portfolio. Um, that's nice talk that we talk about in the business and markets move and all that. But in the end... You know, the market takes care of itself, and I think you're going to make money. I don't care who the president is. I don't care if it's Trump or Biden. I don't care who I made money under, Trump or Biden. I just want to make money. Um, <laughs> uh, CR said fair doesn't mean equal, and equal doesn't mean fair. I know that. I know that. I'm well aware. But that's a very good point, CR. Appreciate it. 833-212-1017 is the number. I guess we'll go to the bottom of the numbers and start with number five. Number five. Well, the, talked about it earlier. The Common Council approved the private ambulance contracts 
after they changed the policy. And so the fire chief sat down with everybody and said, look, this is what we're going to do. These are the policies. And basically, I hope they played hardball and said, if you want this contract, these are the things that you're going to have to do. And so thankfully, it went through and they signed the contracts. And now we have ambulance service in the city of Milwaukee. Then we'll move on to the next number. Number four. I thought of, it was kind of cool out of Madison, Wisconsin, um, on WISN.com. The Edwards sisters who play for the Wisconsin Badgers women's hockey team are making history on the ice. They are the first black siblings to play in UW hockey history. Layla is also the first black woman to play for the U.S. senior national team. She says it's an honor and a privilege, and it's something that I am very grateful for that I can be, that you're a barrier breaker and role model for another young girl, especially a young girl of color. Shayla said it's hard to put into words how proud I am of her and all the hard work I've seen her put in since we started hockey. So we have two black young women who are ice skating and playing hockey. That by itself, for me, because I rarely see black people ice skating, least of all playing women's hockey. But I think that it's great. I think it's a phenomenal thing. And we will move on to our next number. Number three. Unfortunately, this is from TMJ4. Um, Andre Edwards had Gumbo Valley. And um, he worked hard to create his food truck business. And his truck is parked seven days a week near Holton and Capital, where he's become a staple in the area for the past three years. And so it took him about 14 months to build up the truck every day, every night. He was working on this past Monday when a driver slammed into his truck with him still inside. Milwaukee police arrested the 28-year-old woman who rear-ended Andre. She's suspected to be intoxicated. He built it, and now it is destroyed. He says he was in the back of his truck making gumbo when he felt a big boom. He tried to make it to his feet and crawl out, had to end up eventually crawling out through the front because he couldn't get through the back. And the car's impact left the truck and Andre crumpled and nearly unrecognizable. And so, thank God he's safe. Um, officers gave the driver that hit him a field sobriety test and then took her into custody. And so he has minor bruises, and um, but his business is ruined. So if you want to help, uh, go to a GoFundMe page. Um, support Andre Richards and Gumbo Valley. They have a GoFundMe page campaign going. So if you're interested in doing that, make sure you help them out. And next I will go to number two. Number two. So if you don't hear me around, because I'm ripping and running. One of the things we're going to have to do is make sure that um, I follow this HBCU um, thing because A Different World is on tour, believe it or not. So, the series is on a, you know, fictional HBCU in Virginia, um, you know, with the pit and all that other stuff. So now, believe it or not, Series stars Kadeem Hardison, Jasmine Guy, Daryl M. Bell, one of my frat brothers, what's up, 06, uh, Don Lewis, Cree Summer, Charnell Brown, Glenn Turman, and Sinbad, along with Debbie Allen, are doing a 10-city tour, a reunion tour, 
of historically black colleges and universities around the country. Giving show fans a chance to reminisce about their favorite show moments and inspire a new generation of young people to consider HBCU education. So the tour kicks off this week at Morehouse, Spelman, and Clark Atlanta. They'll be at the AU. And from there they go to Howard, Alabama State University, and Tuskegee. More tours are being planned, so make sure you check it out. Make sure you just hit Google and make sure you do it. Sponsored by Cisco and Wells Fargo. They're helping raise scholarship funds and all sorts of things. And that leads me to my final number. Number one. Well, we've been hearing about this complaint, right? Everybody knows who Moesha is, right? We've been hearing about this for years. She basically has been coming after Oprah Winfrey, Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, and interviews, basically blaming them for how her um, Hollywood career has been blackballed. So she did a three-hour interview on Club Shay Shay with Shannon Sharp, and she revealed that she has an audio tape of Tyler Perry admitting that he blackballed her with rumors about her difficulty admitting that it was wrong to do so. And so the recorded call has a 2017 timestamp, appears to corroborate her claims, with Perry directly responding to her husband and manager, Sidney Hicks, when he asked Perry if he thought he was out of pocket for spreading rumors. Perry said, I believe you're brilliantly talented and you should have a lot more happening since you won that award. I thought for sure if you had campaigned and played by the rules, I believe that in the next deal you would have gotten more money, millions of dollars, and your career in the field wouldn't have been different. I believe that much in your talent. And so what, what happened is Monique forced Sharp to uncomfortably look at the camera and admit that he'd heard the audio. Sharp simply invited Perry to come on Club Shay Shay to have a discussion with the three of them. And so I think that's going to be one of those uh, things that in the coming weeks, I think uh, there's going to be a lot more um, drama to come. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We're live from Pfizer Forum for HBCU Night. We'll be right back. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. I got a couple things before we go. Let me check the talk and text line. All good, all good. We've got no calls, no calls. And so that's why I checked. Because I wanted to hit you up to a story from um, news1.com. So, Earl talked about it earlier with the justice system. Um, there are issues with the justice system. There are issues with the education system. Well, last week, a Texas judge ruled in favor of a school board's decision 
to suspend a black student because of his hairstyle, saying that the months-long punishment did not violate the state's law prohibiting race-based hair discrimination. So check this out. According to Associated Press, State District Judge Chap Kane III ruled that the Barbers Hill School's suspension of Daryl George did not violate the state's Crown Act, and George is instead violating the school's policy on hair length. During a one-day trial in Texas, school district attorneys didn't offer any witnesses but submitted an affidavit from the superintendent defending the school district's punishment. The school district also continued its claim that its suspension didn't violate the Crown Act because the law doesn't specify, doesn't specifically cover hair length. So, anyone familiar with braids, locks, or twists knows this required a certain amount of length. So, he was removed from his high school, sent to a disciplinary alternative education program after being suspended for more than a month over his choice to wear locks unpinned below his eyebrows. So the fact that his hair was below his eyebrows, he got suspended because it was in braids. He was suspended and sent to an alternative school. Think about that. If he was a girl, could he wear his hair long? So what we're saying is, I guess hair and gender have to match, or I don't know. He says he loves his hair, it's sacred, it's his strength. Now, and he's been repeatedly suspended. So here's my argument for him. Let me, let me, let me help Daryl understand how he messed up. Number one, you was born black. So that by itself, no, I'm just kidding. What one of the things you did wrong is that if your hair is your strength, then you should have used it from a religious point of view, right? So I would have used the argument that my hair is reflective of my culture and my religion. That way, if they wanted to violate your civil rights, they would have a more difficult time doing that. Um, they've taken an unusual step, right? They want a declaratory judgment in district court to verify the interpretation. And so um, the Crown Act or House Bill 567 went into effect September 1st of 2021. 20 states have enacted them. And basically it calls for creating a respectful and open world for natural hair. And it, protects, it, it protects individuals from discrimination over natural and protective hairstyles in the workplace, schools, and other institutions. But what I don't understand is why does length play a part in your hair? Why would it matter that he had long hair? Unless you want to be controlling. And that's rare, and that's bizarre, coming from a state like Texas that, that, that presents itself as a protector of constitutional rights. So I'm a little perplexed why that's happened. So I wanna, I wanna keep track of this story. I want to um, make sure that, that we understand and know exactly what's happening. And the reason I say that is because if it happens in Texas, 
it can definitely happen in Wisconsin because we know how the world works. So that's something to look at. I also wanted to take a look at Milwaukee weather. So I don't know if you know today, we set a record today. It was the warmest day in February in history. We broke the record of 71 degrees. We were at 73 degrees today. So we broke the record today. Um, I thought that was okay until I got the forecast for tonight. Now I'm not so sure. So if you haven't been listening and if you haven't been watching, uh, you should understand that if you're in Racine, Kenosha, or Walworth County, there's a tornado watch until 10 p.m. Now, when these things have been close enough to Milwaukee County, guess what? They've affected Milwaukee County. A tornado watch has been issued for Racine, Kenosha, and Walworth County till 10 p.m. Storm, this is coming from CBS 58. Storms have blown up across northern Illinois over the last hour. The atmosphere is primed for explosive storm development to our south. What does that mean? That means we're expected to get about a half an inch of rain and hail. So make sure you know that going in. If you're headed out tonight, if you're in any of those areas, and you have to remember as the storms approach from the south, their strength is going to get stronger as it gets closer and closer to Wisconsin. So in addition to all of that, You've got damaging wind and hail. So if you're going to be out tonight at the Bucks game, you should be okay. But it'll probably rain and you'll end up getting blown around a little bit. But right now it's 65 degrees, zero precipitation, 34% humidity, winds. It's like from the northwest at 8 miles an hour. So we've got rain and wind. And tomorrow we've got more of the same. But don't feel bad. The high tomorrow is only 28. So we're back to winter. We're back to cold. So that's that. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tory Lowe Show will be coming up next. We're going to be hanging out here at the HBC Unite Bucks and the Charlotte Hornets. It'll be great tonight. We're at the Fiserv Forum where history is made nightly. Just like it is right here on 1017 The Truth. God bless. Take care. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. What's your name again? Haley. 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 Appreciate you. Got the truth team here. Everything is going great. God bless. Take care. I'm out.